0: praise the lord amen um i believe by the grace of god next sunday i want to conclude this series but i'm going to be starting another series and that series i was going to go somewhere else but i think god gave me something different and i've started it he's going to be about how to renew your mind praying is going to be very important. How to renew your mind? Praying. Covers everything. Uh, the meditation, the word, all of it. And we're going to use you as the temple of God. Amen? And God, see how God changes our minds and, and conforms us so that we can position ourselves to receive from him. I don't know how long it's going to be. But I think it's going to be an important series, and uh, also I'm calling our church. We, my, uh, myself and my staff, we're going to meet and determine what Sunday nights we're going to be coming here to pray. Sunday nights we'll be coming. Some Sunday nights, not every Sunday night. You know, people are not praying much anymore. Christians are not praying much anymore, and it's sad. They are busy calling people, talking about their problems to everybody else, but they never talk to God about their problems. They are busy finding solutions, listening to people, telling them what they could do, but they don't ask the one who truly has the solution. So we really need to know how to pray, and we should be praying. There is a reason why Jesus said for us to pray, and there is a reason why the Son of God himself spent so many hours praying. He was the son of God. Why was he praying? He was showing us an example. This is important. It's your lifeline for God. So we're going to be talking a lot about prayer and we're going to be coming here to pray. Every seat here needs to be filled and it's our ministry. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Can you stand up? We're going to have a word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please put your hands out. And that's saying, God, I expect to receive something from you today that will change my situation. Amen. Today I'm going to be talking about the principle of giving and receiving. But pray to the Lord this morning. I'm going to receive something from you today that's going to change this area of grace in my life. I'm going to pray and I believe God with you. Father God, I thank you. Spirit of God. I ask that you speak to us today, minister to our lives today, share with us from your word so that our lives can be transformed. We give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. I started this series a long time ago, uh, the two sides of the kingdom of God, the two sides of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I said the gospel of Jesus Christ has two parts. The first part is Jesus himself who is the Messiah our savior. Jesus in your life prepares you for heaven. But then he left us with his word because you are still on the earth. You have to still live on the earth. And because you are on the earth, Jesus in your heart you work in his principle. That's the second part is his principle that will make life easy for you as a Christian on earth. You can have Jesus in your heart and you're going to heaven, but if you don't know Jesus' word and you don't work with the principles of the word of God, you will really have a hard time in, as a Christian in this life. Many Christians, still have, many Christians still have identity crisis about who they are, where they're going and everything that's happening in their lives. And, and they're constantly searching And the search don't seem to come to an end. They are not able to enter into God's rest. Why? It's not because Jesus is not in their heart. The reason is they don't know the principles to live by. So they don't have confidence in life. And the only place to have confidence in life is to know his principles. His principles contain the way to know who God really is. And who you are in Him. And the things that are available to you in life. Those things that are freely given to you. How do I get a hold of those things so that life can be well with me? So we started talking about the principles and we said the first principle is the principle of the spoken word. That your words are very important. God showed us that principle in the very first, uh, in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. He tells us from the very beginning, when there there was void and the world was dark, darkness in the face of the deep, God said, and God was basically showing us the power of words. The power of words. Even if you have confusion and there is void and there is all kinds of chaos in your life, your words, because you were made in his image, can change your situation. Amen. So God has let us know life and death are in the power of your words. Your words are seed when you. Throw it out there, something is going to happen. So Jesus said, you are going to give account for every word that you've spoken. Because your words are not idle. Your words did something to somebody. Maybe your child, maybe your parents, whatever. Your words were doing something. And so now you have to give account to God for the words that you've spoken. Why? Because you either blessed people with it or you cursed them and caused them harm. So your words are very important. And the one that I've always forgotten to talk about is honor. (laughs) Honor, that's the second principle. Honor. The ten commandments is commandments of honor. The first four deals with honor towards God. You shouldn't make any idol, any graven image. Honor the Sabbath day keep it holy all of those four and then the fifth one the very first one honor your father and your mother now we move from god to man so he starts with honor your father and your mother and then that's the first commandment we promise and then it goes all the way down honor man so the commandments are really commandments of honor what you don't honor you despise And when you despise something, that thing is not going to help you. Because you won't protect it. And what you don't protect will be taken away from you. And the reason you don't honor is because you don't have understanding. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 13, he said, To you is been given... To know the mysteries of the kingdom to them. They don't. It says because just like Isaiah said. They heard. They saw. But they didn't understand. And when you don't understand. Then comes the evil one. And he steals the word that was stolen. Because if they understood. They will honor. They will respect the word. And it will bear fruit in them. But if they don't understand it. They will honor the word. They will go after the word. And guess what? They won't protect it. And what you don't protect is going to be stolen from you. It's going to be taken away from you. So that's the principle of honor. And then the third principle is the principle of gratitude. Gratitude, I said, is a seed for more. If you want more, be grateful. God expects you to be grateful both to God and to man. If, you don't, if you're not grateful to God, you will complain. And if you complain, you die in your wilderness. And now we went on to the principle. That's the fourth principle, the principle of giving and receiving. This is really the principle of living. This is the principle of success in life. This is the principle of prosperity in life. Now let me let you know, God wants you to be successful. God wants you to prosper. Jesus died so that you can prosper. He said, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And he meant it. Not just spiritual life. That's life. But abundant life covering every area of your life. Your finances your children, your home, your nation, every area of your life. He says, this book of the law shall not, again we're talking about his principles, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. He says, you must meditate in it day and night. That is how you will be able to do according to all that is written in the book. When you meditate, when you begin to understand the principles and you begin to imbibe them and assimilate them, then you will begin to understand what is written in the book because it's the book of success. He says, then you will make your way prosperous because you got the principles. You know what to do because of the book of the law. You will make your way prosperous. And then God said, you will have good success. Why did He give the book? He, want, he gave the book so you can have prosperity and good success. That's why He gave the book. And Jesus died on the cross, shed His blood to seal your success. Can I hear an amen? He died to seal your success. But you must take that prin- the principles and act on the principles. And I'm telling you, God washes over his words to confirm it. The world will never fail you. The world will never fail you. If the world fails, God is not on the throne. That's impossible. That's why you can rest. No matter what's happening to you today, you can rest. When you have the book, When you read what Jesus said, He was saying to His disciples, He said, many holy men of old, holy men of old, they desire, they crave to see what you're saying today. They wanted to hear what you're hearing, He said. They died. They didn't care. But I got that privilege I feel like shouting. I have got that privilege. i got the words of Jesus in my hands. i got God. He paid the price. They didn't hear that. I heard it. I saw it. He died on the cross. You can go to Jerusalem and you'll find the place. They didn't see it. They had no idea. They wanted to see. They wanted to hear. I've got it. And look at us. Look at us. Who is going to stop us? That's why Bible says who shall separate us. There is no stopping us. No matter how difficult the situation is. When you have Jesus in your heart and you got the book Nobody's going to touch you. You are untouchable. Amen. Now, this is where I go. Can't touch this. You know? (laughs) I can't dance like the fellow, but I like the song. Can't touch this. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. That's when we can really shout because of what Jesus has done for us. You don't have to worry about what people think. Stay with the book. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. Everything has a beginning. Everything has its roots. When they see the seed is still in the ground, you don't see what's going on there. You don't see the beautiful flowers yet. But it's right there. It's coming out. That's your portion today in Jesus' name. That's your portion today in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? God is growing something in your life through His Word. The principle of the Word. Jesus told us. He said, The principle of giving John chapter 12, verse 23 and 24. But Jesus answered them saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I'm telling you the truth, most assuredly, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, he remains alone. But if he dies, it produces much grain. And Jesus was speaking about himself, giving us the principle of sowing and reaping. Rip, uh, God is telling us this. This principle of giving and receiving. God gave him. God needed more sons. And God knew the principle, the spiritual principle. If I want more, I gotta give. So Jesus said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Why? Because He needs more sons. He gave His Son. And He sold His Son. And after His Son was sold, He came out from the grave. And now look at you. You're here on Sunday. Yes. Amen. Yes. Worshipping the Father. Sons and daughters of the living God. Yes. Yes. So that's the principle. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will never cease. There is a time to sow. Everything that God has given to you is a seed. Your time is a seed to sow it. You decide what you want to do with your time. I was discussing with my brother Michael this morning. Your time is money. Right? Your time is so important. You decide what you want to do with that. Your love is a seed. You can sow love. Christmas time, you can sow love. You can sow compassion. You can touch somebody. And what you sow, you receive. Every seed after is kind. That's the way God made it. You don't plant an orange tree expecting to reap a mango tree. Or mangoes from my orange tree. No, what you give is what you get. What you sow, every seed according to his kind. If you want money, give money. Sow it out. Give it out. The more you give, if God's word is the truth, this is a spiritual principle, you can't lose. He's coming right back to you. God didn't lose when he gave his son. He's got us now. More of us and we love him now. Souls of Satan, now children of the living God. What transformation. That's an amazing transformation. What about what you give based on what you know from God's Word? If you are afraid to give, then you don't believe. But when you believe, you're not afraid to give. You let it go because you know He's coming back. He's coming back. And when he comes back, he won't be alone. He's going to be more. Look for it. He's not wrong to look for it. That's the way God's made it. He's never wrong to expect more when you are obeying God. He's wrong for you not to expect more. That means you don't really believe what he said. Do what he said and believe that he'll come back to you. When he comes back to you more, then you are encouraged and you're strengthened to do more of it. And no one can hold you back anymore. It's a lie to say that you shouldn't expect. It's a lie. We've been lied to. Uh, That's religion. You do what God says and expect the same result that He told you to expect. To expect something different is not of God. That's false humility. And it's religion and God has nothing to do with it. Faith. If anything is not of faith, it's not of God. It's got to be of faith. For God to honor it. That's just the way it is. Paul said, don't miss out on this grace. The Corinthian Christians, if you read the book of Corinth. The the, uh, Corinthians. The Corinthian Christians were so zealous of gifts, spiritual gifts. They were very zealous people. I mean, you sit and they run and you have to go, slow down. That's what Paul was doing with them. Slow down. I mean, these guys, let's take communion. Whoa, wonderful. Don't take communion until they're drunk. It's just the way, just the way they were. They will not come behind in anything. And Paul said this. He said, but as you abound, in Second Corinthians 8 verse 7, he says, but as you abound in everything, how were they abounding? In everything. As you abound, that's what Jesus came, came to do, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. These people were abounding in every area of their life. As you abound in everything, Listen, in faith, they were abounding in faith. I love that. Amen? In speech, they were bold. They spoke the word. They they, they were not holding back at all. They abounded in speech. In knowledge, they were studying like crazy. They knew. In all diligence, they were abounding in diligence as well. And in your love for us. They loved their pastor, amen. <laughs> they loved Paul and the others that brought the gospel. They were abounding in love for their pastor. Paul said, "I, I, I know." And in, in Second in, uh, First Corinthians, Paul also said, "You you don't come short of me in any of these spiritual gifts. You are so zealous for spiritual gifts." He says, "See that you abound in this grace also." What grace is he wanting them to abound in? And if you read the, the scripture there in context, is the grace of giving and receiving. You've, you abound in, in everything. In the grace, the grace for faith, speech, and all of that, you abound in. But I want you to be sure you don't come short in this grace of giving and receiving. It's grace. It's favor from God. Grace in this principle of giving and receiving. And Paul the apostle was telling them, you don't want to miss out on this, Corinthians. You want to go forth just like you are, as you are bounding in other areas. Don't come short in this area. Because this is where your blessing is. Do this. Jesus said, in Luke chapter six, verse thirty-eight, "Give, give." I many I've heard people say, "I just want to hear God speak to me." Have, have you heard people say that? Yes. I, I just want to hear God speak to you. He just He just spoke to you. He said, "What? Give." What more do you want to hear? You want to hear a thunderous voice? He just spoke to you. Give, hey, back there. Give, oh yes, give. That's what it asks you to do. After that, it tells you what's going to happen when you give. The only thing it's telling you to do is give. After that, he tells you what's going to happen when you give. But he's converse to you. Is to give. Give and it shall be given to you. You believe that? Amen. Give, it shall be given to you. When you give your soul, he's, he's coming back to you. God is not a liar. Amen. What we're speaking today, we're speaking the words of faith. And we pray that faith will burn in your heart so that you can respond to what Jesus is saying. Because when you respond in faith, your seed becomes incorruptible seed. It never dies. It will hit you and your children after you. What you give will go down to the 10th generation. Your seed, your, just that thing that you're giving, is incorruptible. When you give it out, in your hand, It's just paper money. It's no big deal. But when you put it in the hand of the immortal God, it's transformed. It becomes an incorruptible seed. A seed that can never die. Keeps producing. Keeps producing. I wish God would open our hearts to understand today. Many times what we are trying to do is hear a thunderous thing, a feeling. So God doesn't work that We work by faith and not by sight. Do what the Word says and expect God to act. And you'll be amazed at what God's doing in your life. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. In other words, God says, uh, it's not enough. Press it down a little bit. Pour some more. And it level it. press it down. I, I made some of our kids do that last yesterday. And we were doing uh, stuff. And we had, we had, they told me to take out the boxes and the trash. I looked at the trash boxes. It was all filled to the top. And I said, uh, this, this uh, what do you call it? Dumpster. All field, and I said, Well, there's no way to put any boxing here. And I looked, I said, The kids were playing football over there. I said, Come on, kids. Told you, and the others, Come on, can you all jump? I said, Yeah, you all want to have fun? They said, Yeah, step on this stuff and press it down. <laughs> oh, they were excited about that. that is it. They, had, they stopped playing and they, they stayed by that dumpster just stepping on that thing. That's what God's going to do. Those ministering spirits, you know what he said? He said they were sent to minister to us who are heirs of salvation. When you give, God said, now it's time to give him back. He tells those ministering spirits, step on it, step on it. Push it down. Put more. Because we're about to give back. That's what God's going to do for you. Amen? If we obey his word, give. He use men, but behind it God is. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Most of us are one man away from your destiny. Just one person. Just one person. And I've been praying for my boas. You know what that is? <laughs> Just one person. He shows up and your destiny is transformed. Just one man. Just one man. He shows up, everything is going to change. Boa showed up in the life of Ruth. And somebody who was scratching all of a sudden had so much. And so much honor to the point one of the grandparents, great-grandparents of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of one man, Boaz, showed up. That's just it. Just one man. Just one man showing up in your life. Joseph had a lot of dreams. But his dreams didn't get him up. He said he found himself in prison. And God went to Pharaoh. Just one man. He may not be a godly man. Amen. Just one man. But God's going to use them. Just one man. And God gave him a dream. And he got confused. And through that confusion, here comes Joseph. All the way from prison. How many uh, U.S. uh, citizens will rebel and go out and say, we don't want a prisoner becoming the president of the United States? (laughs) How many will accept a prisoner to be the president of the United States? I will be praying a lot then, you know. But when God is involved, everyone is happy. Amen? Everyone is happy. Just one man. God can change that. So you give, it shall be given to you, present, running over, the same measure with, uh, that you give, it will measure measured back to you. That's what the scripture says. First, we need to recognize, recognize this. It's so important. You are a covenant person. Don't let that escape you. If you are a Christian You are in a one-to-one covenant with God. Just like God was with Abraham. You are now Abraham of your day. Get it? If you don't understand that, God cannot really use you on this earth. You and Abraham at this stage, you are in the same level. God will deal with you just like he dealt with Abraham. You are his covenant person. And because you are a covenant person, you need to behave the way covenant people behaved. You got to do that. You are a covenant person. If you are a covenant person with God, just like he did with Abraham, God has covenanted with you to bless you. No doubt. His covenant with you is to make you head and not tail. Unless you want to be he'll respect that. Because he doesn't force any man. Can you say with me, I'm not going to be the tail? That's not where I want to be. You are a covenant person. And covenant people, are, according to God, covenant people have been set aside by God to bless them. And his reason is to make the world jealous so that they will want to be a part of the kingdom. In the time of Israel, when Israel was with God and God was walking with them, there were so many people around the world coming, they want to be with them. Proselytes, he says they want to be a part of the kingdom of Israel. They came. They wanted to worship the same God of Israel. Why? Because they saw what God was doing with his children. And the people were afraid of them. The Philistines, is this God that has done all these things to the Egyptians, he's come to us. We're finished. What are we going to do? You are serving exactly the same God. He's not changed. He's the same, the same individual person. He hasn't changed. But if you want him to start doing stuff in your life, obey his covenant. Follow through with his covenant. And nobody can stop the blessings. You don't have to depend on anybody. You don't even have to depend on the boas. You stay with God. He's going to bring that boas. I'm just waiting for when he show up. And when he shows up, what have you been waiting for? <laughs> That's the way it's going to be. But he's going to show up. Amen. Your time. Two things. That Christians need to understand. And I, I think the Lord gave me this this weekend. As I was spending some time with him. Two things are problems for Christians. Two things. Just two things. And I pray that God will give you understanding. I'm going to close with this. Two things. That's causing us a lot of trouble. Where we can't have peace, and have God's blessings upon our lives. Just two things. Two things. Many Christians, I would say, because the statistics are there, they don't honor God with their tithes. They don't. They made up their minds. They're not going to do it. It's not a consistent thing with them. He shows God their attitude towards him. And he knows it. It's been a real problem for him. Sorry they say, I'm a pastor, I'll tell you the truth. It's so important. That's hindered God so much. Why God's people are struggling so much and they are crying and praying and running back and forth. And God says, I guess they say only 20%. Am I right? Somebody correct me about Christians do this on a consistent basis. And this is something that God says it's holy, don't you touch it. You see, you need to understand something. The second thing is the Sabbath day. It's very important. Christians just treat it like it's no big deal. John, I heard about John the Apostle, he didn't treat it that way. They didn't act that way. The new Sabbath day had changed to Sunday. You can't get them to do anything but pray and be with God on the Sabbath day. You can't do that. Today, it's people just like, it's no big deal. It may not be a big deal to you on this earth. But up there, it's a big deal. So better respect what God says to respect. You can give all you want to give. But if the foundation is broken, what can the righteous do? The foundation is that. How often Jesus was tired... He's so tired after ministry with his father. And then he will rise up, still tired, and he's going to the next village. Walking. Just to obey his father. And you say, I'm tired. I'm not going to church. You see, the same God still loves you. No punishment from God upon your life. The punishment is built into your disobedience. It's right in there. When you disobey, you get the seed because you sow the seed. It comes back to you and hurts you. We got to understand this. God always has in the scriptures, something that he separates for himself. When he made the garden of Eden... He planted that garden, and he had two trees there. One was the tree of life. And then the other one was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he told Adam, this tree of life, which is a special tree, that's your tree. You can have it. And you can have all of it. You have control over all the works of my hands. You can do whatever you please. Eat from the tree of life, you got control. But the day you eat this tree, is my tree, it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the day you eat of this tree, you are going to lose your control over this tree of life and all the works of my hands. You, are, you lose your power over it. You become a slave to them. You got to work if you got to get them. Why? That tree was so important to God. It's not about the tree. It's no big deal. It's just a tree. But this is the way God says, I am the sovereign Lord. You are under me. As long as you stay under me, under my covering, you can have everything that I've created. You can do with whatever you want. It's yours. Including this tree of life. But the day you come out of my sovereignty. Because there's only going to be one here. There's only one sovereign Lord. And there can be two. The day you eat from this tree, you become, you have the knowledge of good and evil. You become like me, sovereign Lord. One person is going to go. One of us is going to leave this beautiful garden. And it's not going to be me. God says it's going to be you. Mm -hmm. you see when you have children in your home in the house the man is the sovereign lord of his home except in America the man is not really sovereign lord you know (laughs) because the way we say it is the man is the head and the woman is the neck and she turns him whatever she wants and he has to obey oh yeah But in some parts of the world, the man is the head. And he's... (laughs) That's the way it works here. (laughs) I've heard stories about... (laughs) You have some time. Give me some time. This is funny. This African, I mean real story, he brings his wife from a deep village in Africa and brings him because he wants obedience from her and she does whatever he says. And she starts watching television, American television. <laughs> when he gets back home, she brings him the food, and she cleans and does everything just like they do. And, and, and he sits back, where's my food? And, he says, and he, she brings it. and he says, after he's eaten, he sits back, and she takes everything away. And uh, been, they brought the woman from here, and she watched those television. He comes back home, and he says, where's my food? I said, what's wrong with your leg? Go get the food. <laughs> Get the food yourself. What's the problem? <laughs> he says, huh? Yeah, this is America, okay? <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> it's love. But in the home, you can actually make rules for your kids. And you are the Lord, you and your, your wife. But then the time comes. When, if you tell them something, they go out and they come back and they'll tell you, "Well, I'm telling you that's not the way it's done anymore." Okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna do the way we see it out there. And then it begins. This is the time for you to leave. Go and find your own husband and get you (laughs) and have a be the lord of your home. It's time for you to leave. Somebody's gonna leave. Your tithe is so important. God says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. That's his purpose. He wants, just like the love of Paul, to make sure the work of God is going on. And you can imagine when, when the ministry is hurting and they're looking for money to do things that they should do and God in heaven is watching and you've been keeping what belongs to him, which God calls holy. To him. When God calls something holy and you keep it, it becomes a curse. Achan went out with the rest of Israel for a battle. And God told them, The gold and the garments, all those things are mine. Keep them for me, for the tabernacle. But Achan kept what was for God, he kept it in his tent. And guess what? A lot of people lost their lives because of just one act. One act. Thousands of people, men, that had nothing to do with what Achan did. They lost their lives. When you keep that thing, you bring in a curse into your life. Your tithe protects your seed. Amen? And your service to God, your worship, water your seed. So that it will bring much fruit to you. Our church, we're not in need. I'm never one day afraid that this church is going to be in. And I teach because I have to teach the Word of God so that we all can be in obedience. I've determined, God, this church from day one, we've always had. In fact, if if there was a time there was somebody who gave a lot of money. He told me, you should be glad I'm coming to your church, that I'm coming to your church. I, was not, I didn't like it. I tried to be very respectful. But I went back home and said, God, get him out of this church. I don't want him. Because he thinks he has money, so I, could, he, I must you know, let him stay in church and respect him. I knew, I knew he was going to control me if he stayed. He was gone. And the day he left, Pastor, we have to leave. I was shouting and rejoicing. I didn't need his money. And nothing changed in the finances of the church. I just don't have the respect. I looked to him. And that's the way it is. He's never failed us. He's never failed us. Many times I've asked God for a specific amount. 15000 I got it. Two times in a row I got it. God does that. Because I can trust in Him. And when, when we're church souls, when things are difficult, I send money out to other ministries. I do. We've actually given $10,000 one time. Don't tell them I said that. <laughs> yeah, we give $10,000. Just one check out. Because we need. And God's never failed us. He's never failed us. We are practicing. This church is doing that. And you can do that. Pay your tithe. Give to God. My prayer, I spent some time praying. My prayer is always for every one of you. I want God to bless you. I want God to bless your family. I want you to build houses. I want God to give you businesses. I'm not looking to your talent. I'm looking to him. And I'm calling on him. And I know he's heard me. I need you to cooperate with me. And be in agreement with me. The Bible says, if two shall agree concerning anything, God will do it. If we will agree together, God's going to do it for us. When your family is doing well, and your children are doing well, And they are all over this country living for God and having and sending back home to bless their parents. My joy is full. That's what we're expecting. Amen. Stand up with me this morning. I'll try by the grace of God to finish this message next Sunday. Showing to us that God is, is one, sees every one of you as a farmer. Pastor Andy read it this morning. He sees every one of you as a farmer. And if you are not sowing, you are missing out on why he made you his own child, his son. We need to sow. Bow your heads with me this morning. There are some of you that have not experienced the very grace of God that we are talking about this morning. And God wants to reveal himself to you in much grace. There are others who are living, who were living for God. But today you don't feel as close to God as you should be. And you want to be that close. I want to pray for you this morning that God will pour out his grace upon your life and begin to bless you, bless your family, bless your life, bless your finances. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, you can know him today. All you have to do is lift your hand up quickly and put it right back down. And God will see that hand and he will bless you. If you are a Christian but you don't feel as close and you want to feel his presence, do the same thing. Lift your hand up after the count of three and uh, I'll pray for you. And I know God will answer my prayer. All heads bowed, All eyes closed. At the count of three, put your hand up and I'll say that hand. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. I'll say that hand. God bless you so much. Thank you. Today, you are a child of God. You can come to Him. I want you to make a commitment to God. Those that lift up up their hands. Tell God, I want to know you. I want to know you more than everybody else. I just want to know you more. And God will honor that prayer. Everyone pray with me this morning. Especially those that lift up their hands. Saying they need Jesus in their lives. Pray with me. Say, Everyone pray with me. Say with me. Heavenly Father. Thank you. For sending your son. Jesus Christ. Into the world. To die. For my sins. I confess my sins to you today. And I received Jesus into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Lord, give me the grace to live for you, to serve you, and to honor you with my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, that's the first time God heard you. And I want to let you know your name was written today. In the book of life. God forbid. But if you happen to die today. You close your eyes on earth. And you open your eyes. In the very presence of Jesus in heaven. Amen. That's how good this is. God is a good God. And for the rest of us. Let let us make a commitment to God. I'm going to practice. What I've heard. I'm going to do what I've heard. I'm going to sow seed especially this season of Christmas, give. Amen. And watch God give you back. Let's lift up our hands, thanking the Lord, and I'm going to bless you according to the word of God before you leave. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And give you peace. May you enter into his rest. And into his abundance. From this very hour. In Jesus name. Amen. You're dismissed. God bless you.